This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. The following was written in Itzitsonga in 1942 and is entitled Seflara Tribe of Mapulana. I quote, My king, I would like to retell this news in the way it was told. The tribe that has settled here is the Mapulana. They were given the name by the Bapedi who came to steal their livestock. Initially, the Mapulana were called Bapule with lion as their totem. Close quote. The above piece comes from one of the writings that were recently uncovered by the South African Heritage Publishers in the University of Pretoria. To tell me more about the implications of this rare find is Terence Ball, publisher of South Africa Heritage Publishers. Terence, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be with you. Terence, tell me a little bit about this find. Where was it lurking? How did you find it? And what are the implications of it? Well, the uh, find was actually lurking in the University of Pretoria. And the way I found it is that um, a history series which I published called the Our Story series was, in fact, conceived in a remote rural village in Limpopo. I was having discussions with three friends, two Chitsonga speakers, one of Amashangan heritage, one of Watsonga heritage, and a Chivenda-speaking person. And uh, we recognize that there is very little available on the history of um, uh, indigenous South Africans. One of the people I went to see soon after that meeting was um, Dr. Nemudzavadi, a well-known Chivenda historian of the Vavenda. And uh, he made reference to these writings in Pretoria. He interviewed uh, the person who coordinated the writings for his doctorate uh, and uh, if I went to Pretoria and, and discovered these writings, they're all written in the indigenous languages, but I only very recently discovered their value when those languages have been translated into English. Were these works commissioned at some point? Um, or was it a spontaneous written part of oral history? They were coordinated. There was an action by Professor van Vamuller to gather writings from indigenous um, language speakers in South Africa about various aspects of their history, their culture, etc. These people submitted writings to him. On his death, the writings were gifted to the University of Pretoria, where they are now kept in the uh, library there. Terence, because South Africa's history is so fraught, um, how do we know that the writings were reflecting what was happening at the time and not what somebody wanted them to reflect? Well, uh, what you must remember about these writings is obviously they are intensely personal. And a number of the authors, uh, certainly in the far north of Limpopo, would have been amongst the first to have been educated at mission colleges and schools. And I think that there is, when you read the writings, a high degree of honesty in those writings. Clearly at this time, one can't absolutely vouch for their accuracy, but we have no reason to believe that um, they, the authors were trying in any way to be misleading or to misrepresent what was so close and dear to them, their own culture, their own history. I'm certainly of the opinion, having read uh, more than a 100 of these works, that the authors were, were motivated by a desire to ensure that their culture and customs were preserved. Just remind me the time that the writings were, were, took place. The writings um, were written between 1930 and 1950, we have found one writing uh, which seems to indicate it was written in 1928. But one of the interesting things that I point out is that an author in Sisutu Salibua 
rounds off his writing by saying that the information he has written down here, he got from a man who is reputed to be about 80 years old, a man, uh, a local living in the village concerned. Now, if one works backwards, we can assume that he was born somewhere between, say, 1850 and 1860. And if we further assume, and I know historians will hate this, that he may have had a grandmother or grandfather who was telling him stories about his people, these stories take us back to the late 1700s, which is really startling. It is startling. And to what extent is this um, written history and oral history, the relationship between them? Is this capturing oral history or is this a new part of history that hasn't been completely... Well, you know, there's no doubt that some... Firstly, let me say there are 861 writings from memory. We have currently translated and transcribed about uh, 130 of those. It's not yet a representative sample by any manner of means of the total uh, writings involved. Um, But it's clear that some of the writings are oral tradition that has been written down. Uh, some of their writings are idioms around the language, the idioms in a particular language. Uh, others are histories. Others tell um, the story of the bones, uh, what bones must go into a pack that is to be thrown, how you interpret the bones. There are um, There's information on wood carving techniques amongst the Vatsonga. There's information on medicine making, traditional medicines, and how those are administered because it... In uh, African culture, it's not simply how the medicine is made, but how it's administered that is important. Got this large mass of writings in, in vernacular languages. What have you learned that you didn't know before? Well, we're learning information um, about events uh, within the Vatsonga and Amashangana clans in Mozambique following the Battle of Mshatruzi River in KwaZulu-Natal. So, for instance, one of the authors, I'm told, is the son of the the chief involved in this, the horsey involved uh, uh, in this event. I think, however, it may be his grandson, but be that as it may, he talks about the fact that Shoshangan, who was at the Battle of Mshatruzi River and who founded the Amashangana nation, started an initiation school in a place called Bilemi in Mozambique in approximately 1832. He then talks about the fact, and he names the various Tsonga clans, that Shoshangan then went on the move with these clans in support, amongst whom was his father or grandfather, the chief of the Bankuna. The chief of the Bankuna decided that he didn't want to go towards Kangala, which was the name then used for present-day Zimbabwe, because he knew there was going to be fighting and he didn't feel he wanted his people to be involved in that. And he started to flee westwards after he had had a message from Shoshangan saying that he would be dealt with on his return, on Shoshangan's return from Kangala. The Bankuna fled westwards and settled near present-day Zanin, and there's a wonderful um, piece of writing about the first meeting between the Horsi Shilubana of the Bankuna and the reign queen of the Balabedu, who lives just up the hill, so to speak. So fascinating um, material, which really has never been covered, as far as I know, in any history of any sort about Southern Africa. Terence, it really is a treasure trove. I mean, it's like, the, you know, archaeological finds and you, you kind of look at our history and you get new perspective. How then do you take it to the next stage in telling these stories? 
Right. Well, this is the difficulty because clearly, as I mentioned earlier, I've not yet read what can be considered a representative sample of these writings. And I can make some kind of broad, uh, I've got some ideas, i.e. we could gather these writings either by geographical area or by language, uh, or what I would be uh, um, much more likely to do, I think, is is by subject. So we look at, for instance, medicine making across all of the cultures that have written about it. Because I fear, and this is not a black-white South African thing, but we simply don't know enough. The average South African doesn't know enough about the history and culture of other South Africans. Um, so, for instance, if I'm in Talo Kofimvaba in the Eastern Cape and I greet somebody in Chivenda, well, before the days of Mvango, they would suggest that I was just arrived from the Congo. They wouldn't hear Chivenda as, as a South African language. So those are the challenges. What we've decided to do is now to, and we're working on it this instant, I hope that by um, sort of second week of November, we'll be able to launch um, a section on our website on which these uh, writings will be posted. And we intend then charging a very low annual subscription um, for access to those writings where people can see, A, the handwritten manuscript as it was written by the author, B, the typewritten documents, and that would have been contemporary with the uh, writings themselves, our um, um, typing up of the indigenous language in the new orthography, orthographies have changed across all of the languages, and finally our translation into English of the writings uh, in those languages. And we hope that this will be almost a kind of semi-interactive experience where we can hear from people about what they think of the writings. We're going to put these writings up unedited. We believe uh, these writings are far too important and the author's too important to remain silent for any longer. Uh, And we will then edit and index the writings as we go along. Terence, uh, it sounds like very exciting. It sounds making it interactive allows people an opportunity to reminisce and also to talk and also to kind of look forward. And I just wondered what the response to this find has been in terms of South African culture. Well, you know, I haven't really been able to gauge the response thus far. A lot of the people I've spoken to, especially mother tongue speakers of the languages concerned, have almost been dumbstruck. <laughs> by um, the the writings, because if you look at the oral tradition and if you um, interpret these writings in terms of the oral tradition, when you read them, it's rather like having the story told to you by an ancestor who lived nearly a 100 years ago, <laughs> um, which is, is, is much closer to the time of the events uh, than we are today. So there's a good deal of excitement. What I can also add is that, you know, in April, um, our Facebook page went live for the first time. We started regular postings. I know very little about um, social media, but we've already grown to a following of 35,000 since the 1st of April. And I believe that's extremely good. And I think that that tells of the interest, the heritage um, of, of South Africans. Are you anticipating any more great finds? I'm not sure that I'll ever be able to, uh, well, I don't expect, no, to find anything as great as this, to be to be honest, um, except, of course, that I have another 700-odd writings to, uh, to read, and I'm sure I'm going to discover some marvels in those. Um, but it really is, as I think I said, you know, um, uh, in, in, in one of our releases, it, it is the 
the finding of a lifetime uh, for somebody like me who has a keen interest in, in the uh, heritage of all South Africans. Terence, if anybody would like to know more or to engage with you or to be become involved, what should they do? Well, um, they can obviously visit our website um, if you'd like me to give the details or if they simply Google South African Heritage Publishers, uh, they'll have a huge number of contact details, Facebook, website, etc. And they can use the email address info at saheritagepublishers.co.za. Terence, I'm one of your biggest fans. Um, I love it when the City Press publishes your Our Story editions. I always cut them out to read them to make sure I don't forget them. The stories are so beautifully told. And if anybody would like to access those books, what should they do? Same same details? The same details. They can contact us directly or they can approach their local bookseller and ask their bookseller to order the books from us. That is the Our Story series. Clearly, the writings will not be published for some time to come. But as I said earlier, they will be made available through our website. Well, Terence, good luck and uh, thanks for joining me and sharing this important part of our history. Much appreciated. Thank you. And if you ever need an update, please feel free to contact me. I'll tell you what, when, when there's a nice, exciting update, you contact me and we'll, we'll definitely talk further. I'll do so. Thank you. That was Terence Ball, publisher of South African Heritage Publishers.